It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello again, my friends. Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti with you guys here. Back after another tough defeat for the Carolina Panthers. It is now six in a row. It's like, here we go again. Last year, it was seven in a row. This year, it's six in a row. Could get to seven in a row again. We'll find out Sunday, but... Another season with a long losing streak, uh, just another long season in general. The Panthers have now already matched their loss total, even with the shorter losing streak from last year. They've already matched their loss total from last year. They're now sitting at 5-9 and nine and are now sitting in last place in the NFC South after a 30-24 loss at home to the Seattle Seahawks. They at least fought a little bit in the second half, made the score a little bit closer than it felt like it was going to be, only losing by six. But in the end, Seattle was just too much for them. Seattle was just all over them, especially in the first half. Uh, Put together some good drives. Obviously, that tremendous catch by Josh Gordon, which now with the news that broke yesterday... That catch, because that was the only catch of the game for Josh Gordon, and it might end up being his final catch as an NFL player because he was suspended again for a substance abuse policy, number six now for him. So the Carolina Panthers can, can possibly say that they allowed the final catch of Josh Gordon's career because at this point now, really tough to see. Really tough to figure out if Josh Gordon's going to be let back in the league. But just another game where, you know, the receivers just ate the secondary alive. Tyler Lockett obviously had a big game. Eight catches, buck 20, and a touchdown. So the defense just struggled all game. There was a lot of confusion on a bunch of plays. Uh, the, the defense just looked lost. And just just another just another long day and another disappointing performance in what has been obviously a lost season and the it, it's just struggling it or it's just tough I should say with to just watch this team struggle and it it falls on the quarterback again too it was another poor performance for Kyle Allen as he went 25 of 41 277 yards one touchdown but three killer interceptions I believe two of which to uh, to KJ Wright, if I remember correctly, yeah, KJ Wright had two, and then Bobby Wagner had one. And as we've now heard on Monday, the report came out from Ian Rapoport, and other sources were reporting and confirming as well, or other outlets. The Panthers are finally going to make the switch at the quarterback position, as they, uh, or at least it's been reported. They haven't officially made the decision, but it has been reported that the Panthers are going to make the switch to Will Greer. He is expected now to get the start in Week 16 
against the Indianapolis Colts. And I mean, at this point, and Rappaport mentioned it a bit uh, on NFL Network, he said this is more about evaluation. And I mean, at this point, you're five and nine. And obviously the season's long gone. You might as well see what you have in Will Greer, even with this coaching staff. Because obviously we're looking at a brand new coaching staff in 2020. So at least this gives Greer a chance to get some film out, some regular season film, and kind of show the team what he can do. As the Panthers are obviously looking at uh, a big offseason in terms of not just the coaching, but of course the quarterback position. What do they do with Cam Newton? Will will he be brought back? Will the coaching staff bring him back for another year? Will they look to trade him? Is Will Greer the future? A lot of questions now with this team and will at least be on the road to answering some of those questions. We obviously won't fully answer those questions, but we'll get on that path to answering those questions starting in week 16 against a t- another team that their season is now lost. The Colts lost on Monday night, actually got hammered by the Saints 34-7, to which officially eliminated the Colts from a playoff contention as they are now 6-8 and on the year. So certainly draft, uh, draft possibilities are at stake here. We kind of touched on it the other day with uh, with some of the possibilities. The Panthers now at 5-9. and nine could jump into the top 10. They're currently sitting 11th right now in the draft order, and there's six teams that are all sitting at 5-9, and nine. so five others plus the Panthers, and two of them play each other in Week 16, and we, we discussed this, remember, last week, and now that's, uh, that's coming to fruition. Week 16, the Falcons play the Jaguars. Both teams surprisingly won on Sunday to both get to 5-9. and nine. So that means one of those two teams, assuming there's no tie, one of those two teams is going to get to six wins. So the Panthers have a chance if they lose this game. And again, they're, they're obviously not going to tank. You know, they're going to go out, they're going to fire, especially now that Will Greer is in a quarterback. He's He knows that he's fighting for a job. He's fighting to put some good film out there. So the Panthers aren't going to tank, but obviously there's the group of fans out there that always want to see a team get as high of a draft pick as they can when the season is lost. So it's, it's going to be... It, it's going to be interesting to watch, uh, but right now we're looking at about a top 12-ish pick right now for the Panthers if things kind of kind of go the way we expect them to. And at this point, we talked about the possibility of the Saints resting some starters in Week 17. That's probably not going to happen now because you have all four of these teams now at 11-3. and three. So the Saints are likely going to be playing for something in week 17 it may not be the number one seed but they may be fighting for a a first round buy so drew Brees and company are probably going to be out there in week 17 so it's not out of the question not just because they're tanking but just the talent right now and the the level of play that they're showing right now it's not out of the question that the panthers lose their final two games and finish five and eleven you know, it's it's not like they're going to waltz into Indianapolis 
and win this game because it is on the road. Uh, you know, both teams are obviously struggling, but it's a road game for the Panthers, so it's not not going to be an easy stretch. And then Week 17 again, they are home, but they are playing a Saints team now that is more likely to play their starters in that game. So as as unfortunate as it is to say, for a team that started five and three, five and eleven is not out of the question. And again, some some of you guys may be okay with that because obviously it means a higher draft pick. That would in all that would almost certainly get them a top ten pick, maybe even something like a top eight pick. If if they end up at five and eleven again, especially with the group of uh, the group of teams that are all uh, five and nine. In fact, I believe looking at the eight because two of the teams two are AFC West teams, the uh, the Chargers and the Broncos. And if I remember correctly, I believe oh no, Denver has Oakland in Week Seventeen, and they have Detroit. But that's two winnable games for Denver. You know, Detroit's been in a tailspin for the last two months. So Denver can certainly win that game. Uh, and then they could certainly beat Oakland in week 17. So Denver could finish with a better record than Carolina. Again, the Falcons and Jaguars play each other this week. So a top eight draft pick is not out of the question at this point for this Panthers team with two games left in the season. Locked on Panthers, before we continue, brought to you by our friends over at Casper. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory phones for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Get $100 toward select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash LockedNFL and using promo code LockedNFL, L-O-C-K-E-D-N-F-L at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. If you can't visit Casper right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On Sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. And our friends over at BlueChew.com. This episode is sponsored by BlueChew. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready to go whenever that opportunity arises. If you get benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They are made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy, and best of all, there is no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for you listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use the promo code locked on, just pay $5 in shipping. So, again, that's B L U E C H E W dot com, promo code locked on to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. 
TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move, or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So kind of going back to the Seattle game for a moment. Again, just at least it was a lot closer than than we thought it was going to be. I thought it would be a little bit more of a wider gap. I thought Seattle would win this one pretty handily, but uh, surprise, surprise, Christian McCaffrey just kept doing his thing, kind of keeping the Panthers, really kind of keeping them in this one for for most of the game. 19 carries, 87 yards, two touchdowns, also added eight catches for 88 yards, as it was a history-making day for number 22. He becomes the first Panther in franchise history to eclipse 2,000 career, or excuse me, 2,000 yards from scrimmage in a single season. So, congrats to Christian McCaffrey. You just knew from the start of the season, too, with the, the way he came out like a gangbuster, that you just had that feeling that this was going to be a special season for him. And sure enough, he's now sitting with 1,307 yards rushing and 14 touchdowns, as well as 814 receiving yards and four touchdowns. So he's probably not going to, he's not going to reach a thousand yards uh, receiving like we, like there was, I thought there was a good chance he would. But 100 catches for the second straight season is not out of the question because he's sitting with 94 catches. So all he needs, he only needs to average three catches over each of the next two games. And of course, the way he's been catching the ball, I think he'll easily surpass that mark. So it'll be two years in a row that he gets 100 catches. Uh, He's sitting third in rushing with 1307. He's just 22 yards behind Derrick Henry, who's in second. And then the leader right now is Nick Chubb at 1408. So he may not get the rushing title unless he has a big day over one of these next two games. But he certainly is going to be among the leaders there. Could finish second in rushing. And again, 94 receptions. There's not too many players, only two actually, only two players have more catches this season than Christian McCaffrey. One is obviously Michael Thomas, the way he's just been going nuts with 133 catches, which I believe is 10 shy. I think 143 is the record. So pretty sure Thomas is going to break the single season record. He might even do it next week, the way he's been catching the ball over these games. 
But Michael Thomas at 133, and then DeAndre Hopkins with 99 catches. And oh, by the way, Hopkins only has five more catches than McCaffrey, and that's on 28 more targets than McCaffrey. Hopkins has had 141 targets. McCaffrey, 117 targets. Uh, But of course, Hopkins has about 300 and some odd more yards than Christian McCaffrey. Um, Even at 814, McCaffrey ranks, uh, as we scroll down here, he ranks 34th in receiving yards in the entire league. So that's not too shabby. I mean, there's again, not too many, uh, not too running, many running backs. It looks like as I'm scrolling through live here for you guys, I, it looks like the only running, I only see one running back. Yeah. There's only one running back with more receiving yards than McCaffrey right now. And that's Austin Eckler who has 892 receiving yards and that's on just 78 catches. But Eckler also has eight receiving touchdowns while McCaffrey only has four. But I mean, really, no matter how you look at it, it's just been an incredible season for Christian McCaffrey. And again, it's nice to have that bright, that bright light, that big highlight player in what's been a disappointing season. You have Christian McCaffrey. And then of course, DJ Moore, obviously too has had a terrific season as he also, also went over a thousand yards. He's actually third in receiving with 1,174 yards and four touchdowns. The only players with more receiving yards than more right now are Michael Thomas at 1552 and Chris Godwin at 1333 and unfortunately of course we saw Chris Gard- Godwin get carted to the locker room in week 15 so in all likelihood I don't think there's any been anything said yet about his injury but in all likelihood with the Bucks out of the playoffs Godwin's season is over so if he doesn't play DJ Moore would need to average about 80 some some odd yards over the next two games to pass Godwin to get to second place in the in uh, receiving yards for the season. Obviously, he's not going to catch Michael Thomas. He's far and away the leader in uh, in both those categories. But DJ Moore with a shot to get to second place. And just just looking at the names too, uh, it, it's just incredible how good the offense has been in Tampa Bay, namely the receivers. I mean, two of the top four players in receiving yards are both from the Buccaneers, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. In fact, the top all five, all of the top five players in receiving yards are from the NFC South. Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, Julio Jones. That's impressive. And at least you have, uh, you have all four teams represented there too. So that's really cool that the top five all come from the NFC South. So in what's been a down year, obviously for the division, you know, only one team over 500, but of course the Buccaneers making a late charge to get to seven and seven, but overall kind of a down year for the division, but you have that bright spot 
uh, for that division with all these receivers, and particularly for uh, for DJ Moore, third in third in receiving, and then Christian McCaffrey, third in total reception. So at least there's obviously a lot of takeaways, a lot of positive takeaways from this season, but obviously those are going to be outweighed by the numerous questions of t- in terms of the coaching staff, the uh, the defensive play, just a lot of stuff that was very down this year that are going to, if not at least just balance, definitely outweigh, or I should say, if not outweigh, definitely at least balance out the uh, the positives that I just talked about. So at least it's trying to trying to shine a, a good light on this uh, on this disappointing Carolina Panthers season, which I guess we can say mercifully has just two weeks left. Again, they play the Colts this week, and then they've got the Saints in Week 17, and then we're going to start talking uh, NFL draft. In fact. Later today, uh, I mean, the show I think will already be done by the time most of you guys listen to this. But 2 o'clock Eastern on Tuesday is the Senior Bowl roster reveal show. They're hyping it up on, and I think it's on NFL Network. And they're saying they're holding back some big names that they're ready to reveal. So obviously there's some speculation could Joe Burrow one be one of those guys? Justin Herbert, you know, I think they've only announced one quarterback so far, and that's the kid out of Washington State. So there's a lot of quarterback holes to be filled at the Senior Bowl, and uh, certainly that's going to be the first big stop on the road to the draft. And I will be at the Senior Bowl, uh, making my return trip after missing last year, but I will be in Mobile next month, and I cannot wait to be there to check the guys out and to share my thoughts with you guys. And then hopefully I will be in Indianapolis again as well for the Combine, but that's kind of the plan, and you know, hopefully we can get some guests on, not just during those shows, but or, or during those weeks, I should say, but at least on these shows here throughout the next couple months. Hopefully we can get some good guests on here for you guys as we start looking ahead to April's draft. Uh, Before we wrap up, I want to remind you guys too, that this show is brought to you by Spotify wrapped. If you're a Spotify listener, use Spotify wrapped to show us your top locked on podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at locked on live on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So again, overall, you know, kind of laying out the plan there. Hopefully, uh, got a lot of draft content for you. And then I would like to try to 
do some kind of do some kind of summer scouting series. Didn't get a chance to do it last year, but would like to talk to the hosts of the other team. So I know it's kind of crazy. I'm already starting to we're already starting to map up the offseason plan when there's two weeks left in the season. But I mean, again, at this point, you might as well because the team's five and nine. But obviously, we do still have a little bit of football left to talk about. We've got two games left to be played uh, that start Sunday on the road against the the Indianapolis Colts. Again, early thought, you know, it's going to be tough because it is on the road. But uh, this defense has been pretty rough over the last couple of weeks. No surprise, Drew Brees shredded them on Monday night. They, of course, also just got shredded by Jameis Winston, who has now had back-to-back 450-yard games. So, obviously, Will Greer isn't on the talent level of Jameis Winston or uh, Drew Brees. Certainly not Drew Brees, and uh, he's obviously not there on with Jameis Winston either. But... Having someone like DJ Moore, having someone like Christian McCaffrey, you know, it's it's just about getting better quarterback play. That's all it really boils down to. I've said it numerous times throughout the year. It's all about taking care of the football, and that's what Wilger needs to do if he wants to move this offense. It's obviously what Kyle Allen did not do over the last few weeks. And also something else that needs to change too is the Panthers gotta start getting some takeaways as well. I you know, some people I saw talk about it on Twitter during the game, and it's a valid point. The Panthers, I believe, have what one or two, one or two takeaways over this uh, this six game losing streak. They just have not. Uh, they just haven't done good turning the ball over, and that's what you know. They did, yeah, they did get a turnover because they had the interception. But that, I believe, was only their second turnover across this six-game losing streak. Because the only other one they had was an interception of Drew Brees back when they played the Saints in Week 12. So that's another reason that you're losing football games. You're turning the ball over way too much, and you're not creating turnovers. It's something like a 15-2 or 16-2 ratio or turnover differential, something like that. It's so like a minus 14 turnover differential, something along those lines. And that's another big reason why the Panthers have not won a game now in six weeks. And please, for the love of all that is mighty in football, play Brian Burns more. There is absolutely no reason why Brian Burns should only be playing seven snaps like why why is he playing seven snaps what happened to you know even if you're just playing him half the snaps like that's fine you know the plan that they had with burns early in the season and i get he had the injury a couple weeks ago but he's been recovering you know there really hasn't been much talk of him on the injury report get him out there it's the same with Christian Miller. Why is Christian Miller, you know, because Christian Miller got, got you a couple sacks. And yes, it sounds like I'm going to rant a little bit here. I apologize, but I feel like this is something that kind of warrants it. But Christian Miller is a guy that, you know, he came in as a, a solid situational pass rusher or part-time pass rusher, got you a couple sacks, looked like he was going to be a guy that if he stays healthy, 
can get you some quality pass rush reps. And he was doing fine in the beginning of the season. Now, here we are late in the season when you should be evaluating your players and he's a healthy scratch. That that's a head scratcher. No pun intended. Well, maybe some pun intended, but why is your fourth round pick who played pretty well for you in the first half of the season? Not even active. We're not even talking about him not even getting on the field. He's not even active. He's not even active. He's your fourth round pick. Get him on the field and get Brian Burns on the field more. There's absolutely no reason that your best pass. Let's face it. Brian Burns has. It feels like he's been their their best pass rusher. If not, he's like kind of right there with Mario Addison. Let's remember Mario Addison's a free agent at the end of the season. Bruce Irvin's a free agent, and I don't think Bruce Irvin's coming back. Mario Addison's going to be an interesting decision, but I highly doubt Bruce Irvin is coming back. I mean, you invested in Brian Burns for, you drafted him in the first round for a reason, because you knew you needed young pass rushing, and he gave it to you in the first half of the season, and now you've completely shied away from it. Why? That's my biggest question is why? What could be going on? that Brian Burns' snap count is has been severely limited for the last couple of weeks. Because remember, this even goes back to the last couple of weeks with Ron Rivera as coach, and now we're seeing it here in the first two games with Perry Fuel as head coach. I, I just don't get it. But at least there was good news roster-wise. Greg Olson cleared concussion protocol Monday, and he vows to play in the Panthers' final two games. So, Good to see, because who knows, this could very well be the beginning of the end for Greg Olson. These could be his final two games, not just as a Panther, but as a NFL player. You know, he does have a year left on his contract, but there's certainly nothing stopping the team, especially with the new coaching staff, nothing stopping them from moving on from Greg Olson and handing the keys full-time at the position to Ian Thomas. And if this is it... Well, we could say we watched really one of the greatest tight ends in history, I would say. I mean, 8,000-plus career receiving yards, 700 catches. Only four other tight ends have ever done that. So we obviously got to enjoy over these last few years one of the top tight ends we've seen in some time in the NFL. You know, Obviously, you've got a lot of good ones in the league right now, like Travis Kelsey and... George Kittle and Zach Ertz. And obviously we watched the career of Rob Gronkowski and a lot of us grew up with guys like Tony Gonzalez and Shannon Sharp. But then you had Greg Olson, who was one of the more consistent tight ends over his, what is it now, 12-year career, I think it is. He was drafted in 07 by the Bears and, of course, traded a few years later to the Panthers. So if this is it... We can say that it's been a joy to watch Greg Olson all these years with the Carolina Panthers. So with that, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setty, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow the podcast wherever you get your listening pleasure. 
And until next time, keep it locked here on LOP. And until next time, take care, my friends. We'll see you soon. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.